0: at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger.
1: Well, good afternoon, listeners. Today is February 25, 2015. I'm so excited. I have just the best guest today. Um, we all love to eat, and uh, our special guest is Nancy Hughes. She's written over a dozen cookbooks and she's contributed to more than 40 others. Um, But from what I understand, it could be as many as 60, which is just incredible. Um, We're going to be talking today about her new book, Diabetes Carb Control, where she has over 150 recipes. And they're all exactly 15 grams of carbohydrates each. So it's going to be really interesting to find out how in the world she achieved this in a cookbook. So let me bring her on now. Hi, Nancy. Thanks so much for joining us.
2: Hi, Denise. Thanks for having me. (laughs) It's very exciting. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is.
1: I always have so much fun with my guests.
2: Oh, dear. Hi, Nancy. (laughs) Tell me, tell
1: me, tell me. How did you get started in all of this?
2: Uh, I was very young, and I um, had my second child, and I was telling my husband I was whining because I couldn't lose those last 10 baby pounds, and no matter what I tried, so I went on this liquid protein diet for six days, and by the end of that sixth day, I was ready to eat a child or a piece of wood, whichever (laughs) came in front of me first. I just needed to chew on something. Don't get near me. (laughs) But what I, what I liked about that was the idea that it was consistently low. Every time I popped a can or tore open a package and poured it into a glass, oh, you know, I knew it was X amount of calories, which I liked. I didn't. There was all the guesswork was taken away. So I pulled out just a little calorie counter just to see. Well, what could I actually eat for that? And found out that there was a lot, and this was way, I mean, this was before low-fat was big. I mean, we're just getting into mm-hmm. low-fat. To put it to you another way, Cooking Light Magazine wasn't <laughs> even a magazine. It was a column in Southern <laughs> Living. I mean, <laughs> but I started making a list of, of things that I could eat that were, you know, low in calories and started toying around with that. Very long story short, I really got into it, and the, the passion took over, and the interest, I mean, I would sit up till two o'clock in the morning reading about broccoli, and I shook my husband. Oh, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Said, I had to be up in six hours. I <laughs> said, "Tell me two more things about broccoli. I've got to go to sleep." <laughs> I mean, it's pitiful, but <laughs> I really got excited no, that's, about that's it that's called passion.
1: You know,
2: yeah, it's it, called passion. It did. It, it is. And so one thing led to another, and the interest really did grow, and I wanted to write a book, but I knew that was impossible because, you know, who am I? And so I just started (laughs) tinkering. I went to the library. I was so frugal I wouldn't even buy the book. I would go to the library, and I couldn't even check it out because it was a resource book. (laughs) So I had to stay there and uh-huh. read it and then go to the copy machine and make copies, you know, and take it home and uh, pour over it. So I finally did buy the book, but um, I, it was the writer's market. And it told you how, you know, the professionals get published and how you can be published and, and how what the editors think and, what you know, what they do. And, and I just studied it like it was just like a, a manual, that you know, a, a handbook. And I did it cover to cover. And talked to a lot of experts, talked to the head dietitians of our local hospitals, what they use for nutritional analysis. This is before software. I mean, I'm really mm-hmm. dating myself now. <laughs> so I mean it was <laughs> hand done. Everything was hand done, but it really was it took me six years to write the first book to send the manuscript off to see if they would publish it. And I was published. Two different uh houses approached me and um I was published and I never looked back and that was that was uh, Ninety, And I've been writing ever since, and I now have over 6,000 published recipes. I write for, um, you know, different publishers. I write for American Heart Association, American Diabetes Association, um, Cooking Light, Better Homes and Garden, Del Monte's, the Smuckers of the world, you know, a, a lot mm-hmm. of different people, mm-hmm. a lot. And I love it, and now, you know, I have a great staff that helps just – Starting out, just shopping and chopping and, and prepping for me, and now they're actually full-blown, full staff, and we're working 24-7, and it's it's great, and I love it. Where do and the more I, do, the more I get. Alabama, where, where do you work? In Alabama, home-based. I have a um, – uh, my kids are grown, so I have a, a nice big – well, not really big kitchen, just a regular kitchen. And that's the thing. That's the thing. Everybody thinks, oh, you have this grand state-of-the-art kitchen. No. No, I just have a regular kitchen, and I can't have all the bells and whistles because I don't know who I'm cooking for. I don't know if I'm cooking for someone that has just a little four-burner electric range or if they have some sort of wolf or sub-zero refrigerator. You know, what do Uh they have? So I have to go midway with all this, even my pots and pans, even the – I don't use that many gadgets, but the gadgets I do use are something you buy at a local discount store. I mean, nothing – I really make a point of not – Getting into the gadgets, not getting into the high end, because I have to cook for America. And I have visited uh, the test kitchens at <laughs> Better Homes and Gardens, Betty Crocker, uh, Cooking Light. I've met all of them, been through all the kitchens, and that's what they say too. You have, I can't, I can't have all the bells and whistles. For heaven's sake, they don't. You know, they're cooking for America too, and you don't know. So, and I want the recipes to work. You know. Uh huh. So, uh huh. And you know, so, the so, do you cook out of your
1: so so you said you have a staff um do they come to your home or do you have a place you yes. go to
2: they i come talked to your home to, they come to my home, and um they come in, and we've got it's very very organized uh very organized with the measuring cups, measuring spoons, portion cups trays um Again, it's oh a regular gosh. little U-shaped kitchen, and I've got one on one side, one on the other. I have an office manager that works with me in the office and in the, in the dining room, and then I have um, a chef that works in the kitchen, and then sometimes I call in. Um, I do outsource sometimes, like a dietitian, to help me if I'm running low time on time for nutritional analysis or advice on heart mm-hmm. or diabetes-type questions. So, yeah, and a photographer that comes in on an as-need basis. So,
1: it's yeah, something.
2: busy. Yeah.
1: Wow. <laughs> and I love
2: it. It's just, and the more I do, that's the thing. The more I do, the more excited I get. the More excited I get, the more interested I get. The more interested I get, the more I do. So <laughs> 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 oh never ending. I have more what's energy now than I did when I was sixteen.
1: <laughs> well, if you're only if you're only eating um, according to your 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 very own cookbooks, then. You must be healthy as a horse.
2: Well, I try to be, but, you know, I fall off the wagon like everybody else. I want to get back on again. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, you know, you don't fall off the wagon that much because the food is so, I'm not bragging. Yeah. I'm trying to say yeah. it's very real. It's it's normal food. It's for real no, you're, people. You're, you're, you're yeah, pizza. you're...
1: You're you're working you're working with with real food all the time.
2: Yeah, and you've got food. I mean you've got your meatloaf, you've got your spaghettis. I mean you don't mm-hmm. have to give up any of that stuff. A steak, filet mignon, if you wanted it on a special occasion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just fish mm-hmm. in all different ways with panko bread topping, and oh, just oh, it's great. And, and the thing well, is, I, the more you cook, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh no, no, go ahead. The more you, the more, the more okay. you cook. <laughs> The more you cook, the more um, ingredients you would try out, you know, and you don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to mm-hmm. do with, you know, beets when I first got my hand on a fresh beet. I mean, I wasn't raised on fresh beets. And I thought, mm-hmm. all right, well, then some, an editor called and said, could you do an article on beets? And I said, absolutely. So I go to the store and I start in. And, you know, <laughs> it took me a while to get used to. And then I came with all these tricks about how to peel the one way, and there's a lot of different ways, but one way is to peel your, mm-hmm beat under running water so you don't stain your hands and you don't get it all over the kitchen or your cutting board, you know, or whatever. Oh, and that's a really good Yeah, and I, and I oh. had not read that anywhere else. I just figured out because I was like clunk, 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 finding my way through. That's kind of the way I do everything. <laughs> I clunk, clunk through, and then during the clunk, clunk process, I take mm-hmm. notes because they say, oh, well, if I didn't wow. know this, you know, the, America doesn't, or they might know it, but it's just confirmation that you know you, you, this is this is okay to mess up. This is okay what you do when you mess up. This is how you fix it again. You know, there's all sorts of wow. ways to get around the the tree, wow. so to speak. Yeah, and well, and we, well, it's exciting. You
1: know, before we get into talking about your diabetes carb control cookbook, I just have a couple little questions, um, and and these are really for um, the benefit of our listeners, you know everybody cooks eggs in the kitchen um for breakfast or whatever uh have you found any sp- specific um spices that that will make an egg dish taste really good you know i'm just, and I'm talking about you know making an omelette on the stove top or scrambling the eggs, whatever,
2: yeah, oh, yeah, is it difficult? No, 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 no. Oh, scrambling an egg or seasoning properly. Which seasoning? Did you mean?
1: Yeah, seasoning. No.
2: spices. What are the no. spices you can
1: have in your ki- in your kitchen cupboard that will will make the eggs taste good?
2: Oh, well, I like well, I like all sorts of things, but um, what I do when I'm really lazy. <laughs> I'll scramble an egg. <laughs> I like I put often. three egg whites. <laughs> yeah. I'll put three egg whites in a bowl and just whip it up real quick with a little tip of fat-free right. milk, and then put it in a nonstick nice skillet and then cook it. I mean, you know, that's it. It's on medium right. heat. It's real important to do that on medium heat. And then I just uh, uh, just a sprinkling of salt and freshly cracked pepper. But then sometimes I'll put fresh herbs on them, or if I don't have any fresh herbs, I'll sprinkle dried herbs. I mean, and then a tip of Parmesan. It's really good with that. Or you can pull it off. You can put it, I put uh, feta and fresh basil and uh, those little grape tomatoes cut in half. Oh, I love those things. Mm -hmm. And you put that on top Mm -hmm. and you just turn it almost like a lazy man's omelet. You know, you don't get into the, you know, all that. You just dump it on top. Or just salsa, fat-free sour cream. You know, there's always Uh super ways to do it. I've done it with avocado. I've done it. Oh, I've taken those little grape tomatoes and tossed it with um, a few uh, diced um, Nancy um, olives, green little green olives, a little with the pimento in them. Topped that uh-huh. with just stir that with that, and just a tip of extra virgin olive oil. And if I didn't have fresh herbs, which a lot of times I don't, I'm like everybody else, and just right. sprinkle a little bit of dried. Um, rosemary or dill or basil and you kind of crush it on top because that it releases the um the aroma and you throw okay. that in there and it's top you top it you just pull off the heat and top it with your other stuff. i don't get into cooking it with it because a lot of times um it'll it'll kind of make the egg kind of stringy watery funky uh-huh. I, I, I i don't i i usually cook it and then top it with things um, and that oh, way, yeah, it's just yeah. A one minute dish, you know? Oh,
1: sure. So, you know, sure. you can put a
2: fresh sauce on top. Um, you can put an Italian, uh, you know, like the tomato basil thing. Even, I'm not into mm-hmm, fresh garlic mm-hmm. on eggs in the morning, but some people might like it.
1: But um, it's a little <laughs> bit
2: intense. But I'll do better. Yeah, feta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the garlic is But a little just, intense. you know, just <laughs> dill. Dill is one of my favorites yeah. with eggs. It really yeah. is. And that's a tarragon. Takes that, Tarragon. You have to be careful with tarragon. is great, but it's a little bit intense if you get too much yeah. on it. Just like rosemary, it's great. A little bit goes a long way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I hope that helps a little um, bit. Yeah, I think I think that those
1: are some great tips. Really great. Do you have a favorite kitchen gadget?
2: Do I? Yes, actually, I have um, <laughs> three. <laughs> And they're all under ten dollars each. Tell me, tell me, (laughs) yeah. I don't like. I I mentioned earlier. I don't. I don't do the expensive. I can't. You know. And um, I just don't know who has what. So if you're going to go buy anything, these are three things I highly recommend. The first and foremost, this one. If you can't buy anything else, buy this. And. I I I live by it. Anybody gets married, I always, I always tie that on top of their package because I just love it that much. It's a garlic press, just a simple garlic press.
1: Uh-huh, what uh-huh. you do is
2: you you can buy garlic that's already peeled in the grocery store, or you can just buy a head of garlic, peel the garlic, and put it in the so – you don't – no, 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 I back up, back up, back up, back up. You don't peel the garlic. Okay, you okay. just take the garlic from the head, and you put skin yeah. and all in the garlic press and you know when you do that it all comes out the other side and then you take the back of a knife or a spoon and scrape it off well then that takes the skin you've got the skin in there and you just dump that out but what happens is when you use that you don't lose all the flavorful oils the oils and garlic get lost a lot of times. I'm I'm always fighting with people that you know they and, and that's that's their choice and I'm not saying that's wrong. It's just not mine. And then they'll you know, right. you know they'll smash the garlic and they'll you know chop it and that's great. That's great. But a lot of those oils, a lot of the flavor gets lost in the cutting board. Where ah. this goes straight through and it's onto your dish, whatever it is. Um, that's oh the gosh. first one. And it's just a garlic press. And you don't have to buy okay. an expensive one, just one hanging on the rack there. Is one good. Of the, okay. And then the next thing is a microplane. If you are not familiar with a microplane, it's like a, a grater just with a, like a little plastic handle on it. And it, it sort of looks like a ruler with uh, oh yes, yes. bumps uh-huh. on it. And uh-huh. that, oh, my gosh. That's great for, uh, I do a lot of seasoning with lemon zest, orange zest, lime zest, grapefruit zest. I do it with ginger, fresh ginger. Um, okay. And honestly, heavens, it's just so, it just makes a dish. All those items make the dish. So okay. what you do is you take your lemon and you just, you don't press down hard. You just go, just kind of run it across and then then it comes out the other end. The back side. Oh,
1: backside, And wow. you just
2: take your finger and, you know, slide it off or a spoon, whatever, and you've got your lemon and your lime. But that's what adds flavor. When you want to add lemon flavors to a dish, for example, and you have some lemon juice in, you don't, and, but you still want some more lemon flavor, mm-hmm. don't add more lemon juice because the acid in there will break your dish down, it will be too sour, you know, all those things add some lemon zest and all that does is pulls the lemon out. I mean it just intensifies it. It's wonderful. It just like takes over your mouth. It's wonderful. Wow. <laughs> but that's with a grater. And those and you can do you can do garlic on that too. Of course when you finish you've got a handful of mush garlic on the other end and then you have to clean your hands <laughs> and when you clean your hands you say, I can't get the garlic off but you can. You just take your hands, you run it on the chrome of your of your faucet or if you have uh-huh. listen, one time I had heard about this this. I didn't believe it. And I was late for carpool. And I was picking up like a million children. And so I'm, I am r- wash my hands. I Oh, my gosh, I'm late. So I hop in the car, and I'm, you know, my sweatshirt and jeans and my aroma of garlic on. And I'm like, oh, these kids are going <laughs> to die. It was a winner. You know, I have a hero. Oh, <laughs> so I, I go to pick them up, and I'm waiting in line, waiting in line like that. I had read somewhere if you rub your hands on chrome, it neutralizes the smell. So I thought, well, it's worth a shot. I'm just sitting here anyway. So I just rubbed my hand on a little bit of chrome in the car. Gone. Gone. Now they oh sell little gosh. chrome pieces in the store just for that very reason. Really? Yeah. Isn't that neat?
1: My God, I am learning so much from you, and so are our <laughs> listeners. Well, good.
2: <laughs> what I think awesome. is neat is I pick up these tips, and I love to tell people because I would have given anything for somebody to told me that. But they probably didn't know it either because, you know, these are – or they know no. they didn't, they didn't think anybody would care. I'll just tell anybody who walks by I me. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> listeners, okay, that's just the joining,
1: second one. If, oh I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> listeners if you're okay, oh, yeah, just, just one sec. Um listeners if you're just joining in, we're talking with Nancy S. Hughes. She's the author of the book Diabetes Carb Control Cookbook. Okay, carry on.
2: <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> The third one, um, oh, I have a lot of favorites. Well, I'll give you two, two more. This one and the other one is just basically free. The the next one is a, a reamer. <laughs> it is a, a wooden, a little wooden stick like, like with a groove on one side. And I think it's three dollars. You know, it's not much at all. And what you do is when you cut your lemon or your lime, you roll your lemon or lime first because that really, you know, helps soften the the juices. I mean, release the juices. Then you cut the lemon in half, and then you you just stick this thing in there and squeeze the lemon. Well, okay, so I'm not the strongest person in the world, and I'm not the biggest person in the world. So my hands are small, and when I squeeze a lemon as hard as I can, it's great exercise, blah, 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 but I don't get all the juice out. Now, my husband does it, uh-huh. you know, and he pulverizes it, but I I can't. So that's what's <laughs> so nice. So I, I, if I want to squeeze, I squeeze it, but... but you're leaving, and lemons aren't cheap, limes aren't cheap, especially in the winter, and you're wasting uh, probably a good teaspoon and a half of lemon juice if you don't use the reamer. And you, out of a normal lemon, you get two tablespoons of juice. And so you're almost, you're buying two lemons for for the need of one because you can't get all the juice out by squeezing. Even using a fork okay. is kind of how you do the trick with the fork. Just uh-huh. get the reamer, and you do that, and it goes all the way in. And it's just, like I said, it's a handheld little wooden thing. And then the last thing is a paper towel that's almost free. <laughs> and what you yeah. do a paper towel, I love it, love it, love it. There's several things you can do, but there's two things in particular. One you probably already know is if you have a cutting board and it's slipping and sliding around your countertop, you take a couple of paper towels, you squeeze out the excess, water, you shake them, have them flat on the countertop, and then put your cutting board on top, it won't slip and slide anymore. I have some that are oh. warped, even. I have cutting boards that are warped. I mean, plastic one that's <laughs> warped. That's how rough I'm on stuff. And, <laughs> and I put that on there, and it helps keep it in place.
0: It's beautiful. Oh, wow. Okay,
2: that's one trick. And then the other one is you see all these recipes, or you'll see them in my cookbook anyway, to take the skin off chicken. And it's like, oh, my, not a lot, but just like a couple, you know, recipes have legs and thighs in there, and you do need to take the skin off the chicken. And it's like, yeah. oh, my gosh, I don't want to do that. Because, you you know, you're slipping and sliding around, and you try to take that skin off, and it's just like a constant battle. So then you leave it on, and then, you, of course, you're going to eat it because it tastes so good, and <laughs> you're defeating the purpose. <laughs> so you take a paper towel, and you hold the drumstick in one hand, and you get another paper towel, and you grab a hold of the skin, and then you just pull down one time, and it, cu- it gives you that traction you need. to So it won't slip and slide around, and then you just throw the whole thing away. The skin falls off, and it falls off, but it comes off in your paper towel, and you toss that, and you've got a skinless chicken leg. And it's easy, and it's so much better for you, and you don't get it all over you. And you're not having a oh. frustrating fighting battle. Isn't
0: it that only for
2: for, fun- for chicken legs? No, nope, you can use for it for um, legs other, any kind of chicken, you know, or uh, anything that you're having trouble getting skin off of.
1: Okay, so it'll work. I mean, you know, it'll work on a breast. It'll work on whatever,
2: Oh,
1: right? yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Oh, it's easy. It's a no-brainer on the breast. It's the one that's hard as the leg. It's harder than okay. the thigh because you've okay. got that little, you've got to hold it somehow. And so you hold that with one paper towel so that it won't slip and slide around. And then with the other paper towel, you take it in the other hand, you know, you just pull it off. It's great, Whoa. and I also have a video on that, by the way, on the American Diabetes Association oh. website. So if they want to see how to do it, it's oh, on
1: there. Oh, okay. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah.
2: Do you have your own website? Yes, I do. Um, it's well, www dot nancy s dot com? Nancy S, as in sugar. Sam. Hughes. Sugar. Hmm. Sam. <laughs> but it's Nancy S. <laughs> Use hughes. dot com and then you can see what I do all day long every day.
1: Yeah, get that get that out there for everybody. So let's get into your um, your new release, Diabetes Carb Control Cookbook. Is this one of your babies?
2: Yes, it is. Actually, it's one of my absolute favorites. Um, my very first book that I wrote was called The Four Course 400-Calorie Meal. And in that, every, sal- every salad, every side, every dessert was 50 calories, and all the entrees were 250. So no matter what you choose, ch- would choose in the whole book, you'd always have a 400-calorie meal. So the same kind of thing is going on with this. And when I talked to the editors, I said, you know, there's so many great cookbooks out there, but, you know, you have to keep up with your carb count. It's like, okay, this is 27 carbs and this is 42 carbs, and if I add this, what, how much more? And this is it's, every single recipe in this book has 15 grams of carbs, no more, uh, no less. Every uh, from breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, salads, desserts, uh, soups, sandwiches, uh everything. A
1: beautiful book, just a beautiful it's, book.
2: So no matter what you choose, you know what you're getting every single time, every single time. Um, I mean, there's things in here like a, this, one of my favorites is a tomato cilantro soup. And you, it's simple, 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 too. And that's another thing. All my books that I write are very, very easy. They're very mainstream. If you couldn't get the ingredients at the local grocery store, you, it didn't go in the book. I, I just don't, I can't, I don't have the time, I don't have the patience, I don't have the energy or the desire to shop four and five <laughs> places. <laughs> and That's I can't so afford so. to have people do it for me either that way. <laughs> so it's like, let's just get in, let's get out, let's do this, you know, and let's do it right. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, on I'm, I'm this book, I mean, this particular They're very message. simple. Yeah. These
1: are really simple. They're and, very um, simple. They're and very And the way you have and the way you have the the um recipes laid out on the pages. I mean, somebody yeah. can literally just take their like their smartphone and just take a copy of the ingredients that they need to the grocery store.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've seen people in the store with my book. That makes me feel good. But you don't have to. take, yeah. a, puzzle, right? take a snapshot no, of the recipe. No. No, because you've yes. got
1: you've got them right here, you know. You've got them yeah. very plainly um designated in their squares of all the recipe um items that are required. So it's just really great.
2: Well, you know, I um I I have um oh, what's the word? Uh, I do speak English I promise I do I just sometimes forget how to talk (laughs) because my mind's going somewhere and my tongue is going somewhere else but I have this 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 philosophy (laughs) this philosophy that you know if I'm tired at the end of the day and I do this all the time and I can certainly pop up a recipe in my head you know no problem but if I'm tired at the end of the day what about everybody else that's out there that doesn't do this 24-7 you know I wanna create recipes for people that they'll actually use, you know, real real food, real time right now and it's good. You know, it's okay to open the cans, it's okay to use the frozen, it's perfectly fine to use the fresh, you know. It's just Mm -hmm. I'm I'm about it all. You know, there's tons of great products out there. There's no salt added now so many things, lower sodium in the cans, the frozen, and the thing on top of all that is already prepped for you. You don't have to chop it. You don't have to wash it. You don't have to trim it. You don't have to peel it, you know, so you've got that. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I'm after Uh, your heart. (laughs) You really are. (laughs) Uh, I'm
1: dying here. This is just so much fun. Uh, Really fun.
2: um, Like like I was going to tell you, that tomato cilantro soup, it's, it's just canned tomatoes and those little chopped mild green jellies in a can and a can of sliced carrots, and you, you put that in with a little bit of water, a tip of salt, you bring it to a boil, and then you simmer it for 10 minutes. And then you take a potato wow. masher or a whisk or a fork or whatever, and you mash that mixture up a little bit so it gives a thickening um, texture, a thicker, a thicker texture to mm-hmm. your soup. And then you just mm-hmm. stir in the rest, which is um, – a handful, a lot of cilantro. It's like a half a cup of cilantro. And then some. squeeze some fresh lime in there. Just a little bit of extra virgin olive oil, a little hot sauce. And then you serve it topped with avocado. <gasps>
1: it is oh my so gosh. good. <laughs> uh, and the whole
2: thing, the whole thing takes maybe, maybe 20 minutes from get to go. Really. Jeez. I know. I love it. Yeah, and if you have leftover, you can take to lunch the next day.
1: Yeah. Well, you've got a um a curry tuna sweet pepper open face sandwich. Um, oh yeah. That just looks looks divine.
2: Um, can you tell me what page it's on? <laughs> Do you know?
1: It's, oh, oh, I know, I know. Well, you've written I'm clipping. So, I mean, listen, listeners, she's she's written like how many books? <laughs> oh yeah. Um
2: it's class. on um
1: page 15. It's on, yeah, it's on page 53.
2: Oh, there it is, I see. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. And yeah. the secret
2: to this mm-hmm. one, this one, I'm, I love tuna salad. I love just tuna salad. Just give me tuna salad. Oh, I do then, too. You know, Ugh. and it's, I don't know, yeah. it's just a, a workday thing that it just makes it makes my brain sharp when I'm finished because I've got the fish in me and all. But um, <laughs> the, secret, <laughs> the secret to not being too fishy is
0: you mm-hmm. put it and
2: you rinse it. Get your canned tuna. I don't care if it's packed in water or how it's packed, but it is packed in water. Yeah. I mean, I don't do the oil kind, but you put it in a colander, and you run it. You run water on it, and then you shake off all the excess water until there's nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just tuna, and then you put it in your mm-hmm. bowl, and then you stir in your hard-boiled egg and some mayonnaise, a tip of sugar substitute, and curry powder, and celery, and, pepper, and red bell pepper. You mix that mm-hmm. all together. And the thing is, it just, it, if you let it sit a little bit, I mean, it's great right away, but if you let it sit for just a little bit, the curry makes the tuna this really pretty yellow. It's a very pretty salad, very pretty uh-huh, salad.
1: Uh-huh, and then you just uh-huh. put that
2: over um, toasted whole wheat bread. And you do it open face, knife and fork, so it's, you know, you're not over And you get a, a whole cup of tuna on a slice of toast, so you feel like you're getting, you are getting a lot. But you've got and, oh, sure, and yeah. another thing, hard-boiled eggs, hard-boiled eggs, hard-boiled eggs. You know, you say, oh, I didn't, you know, I have to cook the eggs. No, you don't. No, you can go to the deli of your regular grocery store or you can go to where they sell the raw eggs. And above that, they have cooked eggs now. So you can buy those. And if, you know, that, that's something that would be great, like for a quick snack or a quick, a quick yeah. lunch or a quick grab. And you can buy them and they're cooked, peeled and packaged for you and you just pick them up take them with you and do. But you can do this tuna salad. You can of course of course you can cook your own hard boil. but if you're in a bind or you just don't have the time or the patience or the desire, you can buy that too. Yeah. So, yeah, this no, is that's another are, angle.
1: Yeah, no. It's, it's really great great tips. Do you have like a favorite um dinner that you
2: make when you yes, don't have I a whole do. lot of time? Yes, I, I do. do. <laughs> It is the Zucchini Ribbon Feta Pasta on page 137, and, yes, I just, you know, I I, I love pasta.
1: Oh, there it is. And I love,
2: yeah, and... You see this on television, and you see this, and yeah, I'm going to do that, right? You have to have special equipment for it, or a a nice mandolin that costs forever much, and you know, it's like, well, I'm certainly not going to drag out everything to slice it. No, you don't have to do that. What you do is that the zucchini. Okay, this whole book is about stretching carbs. Stretching carbs. You're allowed to have when I say allowed for 15 grams of carbs. You, you, that's not a whole lot of uh, pasta. So you're stretching the pasta by cooking the pasta and at the very last second you add zucchini ribbons and what that is is just zucchini that you're peeling with a vegetable or a potato peeler lengthwise.
1: Yeah. That's it. Oh, okay. And that's all oh, oh. you don't
2: need a mandolin. You don't need, you know, the the well, the, mm-hmm. the special mm-hmm. knives or whatever. It's it, you don't yeah. you just you can just use a potato peel. And do it in strips, and then you really don't even add it to the water. What I do a lot of times, is I just put it in the colander, pour my pasta and hot water over that, and that warms it, and that just, like, flash cooks it. And so it still has its shape. It doesn't get all mushy on you because it is very thin. And then you toss it with your uh, pine nuts, and your feta, I've been talking a lot about feta tonight, hmm. and <laughs> tomatoes. And it's <laughs> so good. It is just so good. And the thing is, um, you can either have like pine nuts or almonds uh, with mm-hmm. that fresh dill, mm-hmm. lemon zest, a lot of lemon zest in it, and garlic and all those things. Or you can, instead of feta, you could use blue cheese. So um,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those
2: are really high-flavored cheeses that the flavor goes a long way, long way. And now you don't need this to dish- have that. Does this good cold? Yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. And all you have to do, I forgot to tell people that, because all you have to do the next day is maybe, maybe, maybe drizzle, like a teaspoon of extra virgin olive oil on it or canola oil, because that pulls all the natural flavors up, and just a little, maybe a splash of lemon, just, you know, to kind of brighten it again. And that's all Uh you do. That's a great lunch salad, a great lunch salad, yes. So you can have yeah. it at night, you know, hot, and the next mm-hmm. day, mm-hmm. Oh, that's, or breakfast. That's great. I mean, <laughs> and so and so, take <laughs> well, no, the breakfast that to
1: most people don't. <laughs> So basically, um, um, when you're putting that, when you're putting the zucchini into the salad, um, if I heard you correctly, you're not, you don't need to cook the zucchini beforehand because you're going to be making these, um, what slivers of it and then you yeah. can just pour yeah. some warm water over it or something?
2: This is actually a hot dish. This is a hot dish. Yeah, so this you has, so you can um, take the
1: water from the pasta that's a little bit warm and just
2: you expose take the zucchini a, to it? Um, what you do is you take and drain the pasta, and then you add the... Um, I do it two different ways. I'm trying to think how I did on this particular one. You um, peeled it, and then the, the very last 15 seconds, I added it to the hot water. 15 seconds. I mean, Okay. Count those 15 seconds because it goes fast. 15 seconds goes fast. It's basically putting it in, and then by the time you get your pot over to the colander to drain it off, it's 15 seconds. And it, okay. It gives that flexibility. It still has a little bit of firmness to it, so it has a little shape to it, but it's softens it and warms it but like the night okay. the night dinner is hot and the heat yeah. from the pasta slightly melts the feta just slightly um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's reduced fat so it doesn't melt as much as a regular whole fat feta does so you still have a lot of um, uh, shape and texture to it and um, then you just toss it with the rest just very gently it's, it's no it's it's almost a no, you don't even have to move that much with it. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. But you,
2: like you said, I said you cook yeah. the pasta, like I said, as it's last few seconds. While that pasta is cooking, you mix together all the other ingredients, like the tomatoes and the green onion and the mm-hmm. almonds and the mm-hmm. dill and the lemon. And then when this is done, then you just drain it, and then you toss it with the ingredients and then sprinkle it with the cheese. And you can either toss it or just leave it. You don't have to toss it again.
1: Well, I'm going right. to try that one.
2: Yeah, and um, another thing is like if you're in a budget, this is great for that because it just gives you your vegetable and your pasta. And it stretches, and it's a meatless. You can add chicken mm-hmm. or shrimp mm-hmm. to it if you wanted to, or even um, it's um, you can add this is this is a, a vegetarian one or a meatless one, but you can add the chicken or the shrimp, but you can also add um, I'm trying to say the navy beans. No salt added canned ah. beans. Rinse and drain. Always rinse and drain your beans because it takes the gunk yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a, there's, can there's be a really... real clean taste that way. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's and another thing. If you di- if you, you it's great with um, with pine nuts. But sometimes if you don't use pine nuts that much, you may not want to buy a whole container of it, or even just mm-hmm. two ounce. Um, almonds. Almonds will give you the slivered almonds will give you the same. Pretty close to the sli- same flavor and the same texture as the pine nut, the slivered ones—not the slice, but the slivered ones—the ones that look like um, matchsticks, like little wooden matchsticks. Yeah. Um, and you know, they'll help with uh, with your dollar too. And if you don't oh, want to use dill, you could always use basil or oregano or thyme or or any whatever favorite herb is, because the the zucchini is mild enough. It'll take on the flavor of the other ingredients, just like pasta does.
1: Wow. These um, these cake mix cookies that you have oh. cover those look. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's a dream <laughs> for those cookies.
2: What? <laughs> a friend of mine gave one day. And again, you've got day. your
1: and I and I see again. You've got your lemon zest there. You know, I have a lemon tree.
2: <laughs> You'd love oh, my tree. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Well, uh. yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But this, this is really nice. This this is a sugar-free um, cake mix that you buy everywhere, and you mix it with canola oil and egg. But the thing is, you know, your regular cake mix, you're adding two tablespoons of lemon zest to that, which is a yeah. lot. And it's yeah. so, when it bakes, it just, the oil from the lemon zest just permeates throughout the cookie, and it's nice. And then... You'll see that I call for um, almonds toasted. Um, throughout the book, uh-huh. I toast all, all my nuts, all my nuts.
1: And oh, And okay. it's not like okay. you have
2: to heat up your oven and toast uh-huh. them, you know. It's like 10 minutes to heat and then 10 minutes to toast. No. You just take a large skillet and you put it over medium-high heat. You get that hot. And then you add your nuts. You cook them two minutes. Done. That's it. Okay. No more. Two minutes. And what do you c what do you cook 'em in?
1: A skillet? What, you don't have to, no, nope. I mean you don't have to put any oil on there or anything? Nope.
2: Nope. Nope. A dry skillet. You take a large oh, depending on okay. how many almonds you're dealing with, you know, it could be anywhere from mm-hmm. a small to a large. But like with this this costs four four ounces, so I'd probably tell you to use a um you know, medium no, or a no. large skillet. And just put yeah. a dry skillet over the heat, medium-high heat, for two minutes. If you have an electric range, depending on how old it is, new it is, whatever, the older ones mm-hmm. take, you know, a couple of minutes. But, you know, the yeah. new ones, they heat up instantly. And so when you get it hot, then you add your nuts, and then you cook them two minutes. You stir them while you're cooking them. And when they start to get fragrant and lightly browned, you take them off. You put them on, like, a paper towel or another plate or something. Because if you just pull them off and let them sit in that skillet, They'll continue to cook. Yeah. So you need to take them immediately from the heat and put them on something else, and that's it. And the reason I ha- I do that is because, you know, you can sit there and eat a pound of nuts if they're not toasted. I' trying to get that nutty taste. If you just have them toasted, it brings out all the flavor, and you just need a small amount. It brings out so oh, much flavor. Oh, interesting. So much
1: interesting. flavor. That is, yeah. I always wondered, you know, I always wondered why... You toast them.
2: Yeah, that's exactly why. Yeah, I, and
1: it, it just, I haven't had very like many cooking limb. lessons.
2: Well, just come on over. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish you were closer. <laughs>
1: I'm in California. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> but you know what? I are they have good book... like. Your your books and then your website, Um, listeners, we're we're talking with Nancy S. Hughes. She's the author of the book Diabetes, Carb Control. And um, her website is www.nancyshughes.com. Well, I'm going to try making those cookies and that pasta this weekend.
2: Good. Well, let me know how you like it. I will. I will. I love it. Oh my gosh! My gosh. Oh. Well, you've
1: just well, been an awesome guest, and we've had so much fun. Oh, <laughs>
2: really
1: goodness. had a lot of fun.
2: Well, I think so. And well, you know, as soon as you said hello, I knew it was going to be just fine. <laughs> I can tell by the tone of your voice. I. Uh,
1: I know it's like interviews can be kind of nerve wracking. Yes, uh,
2: ma'am. They can be. <laughs> they can be. <laughs> and
1: you know, but but you're, you know, you're professional. You know, oh, I know. I think you've done so, many. You've done so many.
2: But it's it's fun when you can have fun. Too it whoever is. you're talking It really to.
1: is. <laughs> I'll have to have you back. I'll have you back next year.
2: <laughs> well, great, please. I'll, I'll be sure yeah. to. Oh, I've got uh, another definitely. book in the mail, so. <laughs> oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> <laughs> You oh know, I God. would like well, to give a, a eight hundred number if they're uh, interested. um With two sure. uh, different places besides my website, you can get it um, www. Good Org. I'm sorry. shopdiabetes.org okay. dot Org. Shop.
1: Okay. Shop.
2: S H O P. Diabetes. diabetes dot, dot org. Or org. Mm-hmm. To buy That's the, buy the
1: book and. Yes. Yeah. Okay, and then where else can they buy your book?
2: Oh, Amazon and uh, okay. Amazon.com, and oh, or you can call one eight hundred diabetes, and they can direct you to, uh, in the online your favorite bookstore. If they don't have it in stock, they can certainly get it for you. Um, sure. You can go on my on my website, and there's links to it there as well. So whatever's easiest. Well. Happy cooking. Thanks well, for all your wonderful tips. <laughs> well,
1: I've thank learned you. A lot today. And um keep keep on keeping on with all these wonderful cookbooks. And oh, I, I hope thanks. to talk to you next year.
2: Yes. All right. Well let's just keep in touch then, okay? Okay. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye
1: bye. Bye. All right, listeners, um, please tune in again next Wednesday. We will have another exciting, informative show for you. And I hope that you have a wonderful evening. Bye-bye for now.
0: We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have and follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at KnowledgeWorksPub.com. Be sure to visit GotCancerNowWhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What?